0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.
1: Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show what you can! It's time. Anime comics, movies and games, then come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games, then come on and let's get it. Talk time. Time. Anime comics, boobies and games to so come on and let's get it. Talk time. Lie. Anime comics, boobies and games to so come on and let's get it. Talk. Talk time. Lie. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests. And unbiased reviews, suburban kids, the hipster street dudes all can learn something new. Me too, I heard words with no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy, it's ACMG. Anime comics, movies and games, the so come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Anime comics, movies and games, the so come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Anime comics, movies and games, the so come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Anime, comics, movies and games, so the game the come on and let's get it top top live
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, The Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody had a great week for Philadelphia, Delaware, and Jersey. I hope you had a safe week. It has been humid and dangerously humid. The heat index is very, was very high. It still kind of is here. Uh, we've reached 100 here in Philadelphia, in New Jersey, and Delaware, and uh I hope that everybody is safe. I hope that everybody survive. It's been crazy, but a lot of it probably stems from a lot of things going on in this world. But I would like to believe in my own fanboy mind that it came from the West Coast because they brought the heat over here with San Diego Comic-Con 2019. There was a lot going on this year. They got the return to Marvel Studios, and boy, did they make a comeback like you wouldn't believe. So we're going to talk about all of that. in fact... There's not the whole entire segment. Every time we do these San Diego Comic Con specials, these rundowns, we don't do cuts of segments because it's just so long the whole entire talk topic is going to be this show this show a lot of times in the past have stretched out to over about two hours where we're talking about everything almost everything or the hottest things is going on that went on and was announced at san diego comic-con even the years that i've attended san diego comic-con myself it was just so much to talk about so much to do um man I, again if anybody of course I didn't go this year and I don't know, you know, if I'll ever go back. If I do a three-peat, that'll be awesome. But it's a lot to go up there. But just to be able to go there, I think no matter what your intentions is to go to San Diego Comic-Con, I think everybody when they go there, they do, you know, benefit from it in some form of fashion. Whether it's just to be there, whether it's just to experience everything, whether it's just to cosplay. Or you know, go to Hall H or get the best exclusives. You will, or even meet celebrities. You will find your way to really benefiting from it, and uh, it's it's an awesome experience. And just to let you guys know too, real quick, it is still hot up here in Philadelphia. So I mean, I it's the bad part is is when I do these shows, I can't have the air on, whether it's air conditioning or the fan, because it makes too much noise for the audio and with these microphones they pick up everything so i gotta be in this studio without anything but a towel so just imagine that so but i definitely wanted to get this out there the heat will break by the end of the day and that's a good thing but i definitely wanted to get all this news out because they I, I can't miss out on this news it's just too damn good we got a lot going on and there's a hell of a lot to talk about before we start and it's really not much going on in the world of you know, uh, ACMG, other than San Diego Comic Con. There's one thing I will talk about, sadly, that we're going to start off. But I do want to give a big thanks to the one and only Ruben Langdon, the person that you heard and the soundbite of this show. He somehow dragged me into that Area 51 thing where everybody's going to invade. Sent me an, e- an invite <laughs> to this. And if you guys remember, if you heard the actual the actual uh interview that I did with him the last interview that I did which was like the third interview that I did with Ruben he pretty much you know is into extra-dimensional you know uh environments and awareness out there like he really is seeking to see if there's anything greater than what it is so when his whole Area 51 invasion came up the first thing I thought about I'm like yeah he's going <laughs> he's definitely going so uh yeah and lo and behold he contacts me and and sends me an invite to the infamous what the infamous events page where everybody's going to invade it and saying that they can't shoot them all so i got your back ruben might be in the back of the line i might be a little late getting there but normally i'm not late for things but like this i i gotta make sure i'm absolutely prepped so i'll be there though I'm just saying I will absolutely be there Uh, and no doubt. So good luck with that. But I digress. We do got some news to talk about before we get into the San Diego Comic-Con news. And it's very sad news, unfortunately. So the the tone will be changed immediately from this. And we got to talk about this. If you're a fan of anime, and I'm pretty sure you heard about this, this is extremely devastating. Um, several people dead and multiple injured in the in Kyoto Animation Studios in Japan as a result of an unidentified man starting a fire. A big fire. Like, not just throwing a match into the building fire. Like, he did a lot to make this happen. So this is plain arsenal. And apparently... The police have arrested this man who allegedly poured gasoline around the studio, uh, according to NHK. Now, they reported, sadly, for 33 people have died, at least at this time that has been reported. It is said that this is the worst mass killing in Japan in almost two decades. And that is saying a lot because they normally, I mean, everybody knows that Japan has the least bit crime rate record in, in that country if not the world. And it's just, it, it's really sad to hear this. I don't know what the intentions were. A lot of people are asking about what the intentions were with this guy. What, what's the connection to him and the studio? I, you know, was he like a mentally, you know, imbalanced person of sorts? I, nobody knows. No, we have no information yet. What I do know is that there has been a GoFundMe, uh, account and campaign, to help the victims of the of the fatal deaths in that studio Uh, last time i checked it was two thousand uh two hundred thousand seventy five i'm sorry two hundred and seventy five thousand and it's continued to grow and they're saying it's growing by the thousands by every half hour or so so nine chances out of ten at this point it's going to be much much bigger than this so I, I can speak for a lot of people, a lot of fans, and a lot of people in general that I don't to say our hearts and our thoughts and prayers go out to the, you know, people of those victims. And it's just horrible. It's just absolutely horrible what has happened there. I mean, regardless of it being an anime studio or whatever like that, it's, it's really a horrible thing. And it just so happens to be that it's, you know, an anime studio. And it's just weird. It's just like you don't think of this stuff like this to happen. But i can't even fathom this is just crazy what what a world we live in these days but like again our thoughts and prayers to the family and friends of all of the victims injured or unfortunately passed from this uh situation so uh and of course as you know news develops we'll we'll follow up on this as well so um let's turn it back around because now we're going to get into the san diego comic-con news this was a big deal this year if you guys recall last year was good it was good and i was i was actually fearful because you know it was 2018 it was a year after i went and there was nothing i think at the time when i went in 2017 it was the last of the phase three uh you know announcements in hall h and and all that stuff so Endgame was coming and everything came about and they were just going to end it we didn't know where they were coming from they decided not to come back to San Diego Comic-Con in 2018 to announce what they were announcing today and it scared people because it's like the marquee of San Diego Comic-Con is Marvel Studios and that has been evident since last year because they weren't there and in its place was Funimation to announce Dragon Ball Super which did really good but nowhere near compared to what they what Marvel Studios can do and have done this year so Marvel Studios has been announced that they came back and people were so joyful with this and my goodness, did they deliver? Did they absolutely deliver? So let's run down what exactly happened. I will try to run this down as quickly as possible because there is a lot of news, but none, none, and I tell you none, bigger than the announcement that Mahershala Ali is entering the Marvel universe once again. Not as Cottonmouth. This is not the return of Cottonmouth, people. He is officially Blade. He is the new Blade. The like Blade, the Wesley Snipes Blade, if you don't realize what I'm talking about here. This is the new generation of Blade. He's coming, and you couldn't find a perfect replacement for Wesley Snipes than Mahersla Ali. And from a standpoint that when if you guys remember when Luke Cage came out he was he was the, a, a standout character from a standpoint that like Cottonmouth in the comics is not really a character that people resonated from or knew about because he was just such a small bit character in the hands of Mahershala Ali he became the new Nino Brown for most of us who know about Nino Brown you know and we haven't seen a actor a black actor portray portray a guy more merciless and sinister and swag as Nino Brown since Wesley Snipes, Mahershala Ali came in and that character was so people loved that character so much they wanted to see him through the entire you know series and when they killed him off, when Alfred Woodard, Woodard killed him off or Black Mariah or Mariah you know when they killed him off people were so pissed it was like at the middle of all this in the heat of all this you kill him off he was one of the baddest and still to this day he's voted like one of the baddest villains in all of the marvel cinematic universe so and this is before he got any oscars too by the way like he he really made him made himself perform moonlight you know came out before you know um the green book came out and he won for that he actually did this and people were like on him for this you got to remember he also did a lot of other movies too really cool movies he was the prowler on um spider-man far from home i mean not far from home he was the prowler on um into the spider-verse he also like played on netflix series Roxanne. Roxanne, which is based on roxane shantay which if you're a hip-hop fan i highly recommend you go out of your way to check out dude is awesome he has a great range of different characters i just watched uh alita battle angel again recently because it's out on digital now and man, he makes his presence known. He is awesome. He is just absolutely awesome. So I can't think of anybody to play that character other than him. And if you guys got a chance, the announcement, his announcement at Hall H was leaked. So you got there, there is video out there that showed him out there and announcing that Blade was coming out. So Kevin Feige had everybody out front and making all the announcements we're gonna talk about soon. And the last, the very last bit of news that he had, the surprising news that he had, was uh, calling out Mahersla to come out. Uh, Mahersla had a hat he was holding. He did not show the hat. Uh, Kevin Feige said, you also have a hat of your own. You want to, you know, show the people what hat that is. And through the big Tron screen, if you will, and people's cameras and they zoomed in and he put on a hat and people saw what it was. And it said, Blade the crowd went ape shit and i'm telling you the crowd went immediately ape shit the lights went off and then all of a sudden the logo for blade came out and the crowd went absolutely wild i mean just insanely wild i i mean this is like i I haven't heard a pop like this since 1996, seven, eight, nine, when Stone Cold Steve Austin was um, the hottest thing out there, and the minute he comes out the ring, you heard this roaring crowd. That's that type of pop that I heard out there. It was awesome, and it, not only that, it was awesome to hear that they were cheering for Blade, which will be officially our third Black superhero in the Marvel Universe. I mean, we we had Black Panther, we had Luke Cage, then we had Black Panther. And that, or Black Panther first because um, he came out on Civil War. Luke Cage after, and now we got Blade. So a lot of great representation going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for both um, you know black males and uh, females as well. It's just I absolutely love it. And again, I mean he his his range is awesome. His voice, awesome. I mean everything he does is going to be tremendous. I can't wait to see him in full Blade form. This in the hands of marvel studios this is going to be very interesting and the talk will come back the talk will absolutely come back now i don't see wesley snipes being off the radar of this either because of the fact that he will be talked about because he was a lot of credit is going to go back to him and new line cinema for bringing out the original blade which absolutely started all of this like there will be no this version of blade or any of this stuff had not the success of blade came out and that talk is going to come heavy the closer that gets to now what is also talked about is that this will not be a part of the phase that are coming out it will be i think it will start the new phase after that so because they got a lot going on in 2020 and 2021 so probably in 2022 maybe the other phase will come out because they also have other big movies that they're coming out right now that's not including black panther 2 captain marvel uh fantastic four which he did mention x-men which he did mention and other movies that he has not mentioned yet so um this is going to be awesome it looks like phase four is not marvel studios is not slowing down by any stretch um they also announced other great movies like thor love and thunder the follow-up to thor ragnarok and i love it because it has this logo that is very reminiscent of it's very reminiscent of the um he-man 80s era it has that look, or she, it, actually more She-Ra than He-Man, but it, it, is, it does have that you know feel of it in there. And apparently, there is the return of Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. Now, if you guys remember in the comic books, or if you haven't read the comic books, you know that Jane Foster, who has been his love interest for quite some time, winds up becoming the new Thor. That's what is said to happen in this movie. She will become the new Thor. And Tessa Thompson will come back, as well as director Taika Taika Waititi, uh, probably reprising his role as a character. I forgot the character's name that he plays on air as well. But he will be returning as well on air. And this is going to be great. I think it's going to be great. I think he did a great job with Ragnarok. Ragnarok is by far the best of the bunch. And it's going to be absolutely fantastic seeing it. Uh, The female Thor... I'm I'm really interested. In this the thing is, I think, and this guy this came into discussion online on social media on our ACMG Facebook group. You know, people are asking about the fate of Jane. If no spoilers, but it is what it is. If you haven't read the comic book, you know here's here's what's happening. But it it's already happened a long time ago. Jane uh, Jane Foster ended up uh, getting cancer, and the thing that helped her stimulate that cancer was her becoming Thor so whenever she was Thor she was healthy she was unstoppable all that but when she went back into becoming Jane Foster then her cancer uh, you know it became more active and it continued to uh, act on now what people don't understand this is that this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe this is no way connected or based on the marvel 616 or earth 616 universe i've said that many a times people constantly continue to make that mistake it just reminds me of how people it's like it reminds me of how hamsters you know test hamsters or test or uh, mice tested in labs when you put a piece of cheese or whatever on there and they kind of electro electrocute the electrify the uh, cheese and they keep Touching it and keep touching it and keep touching it until they don't touch no more until they learn their lesson i feel like that's how people are on certain things and comprehending certain things you got to keep putting it in their head until they realize that is really not what it's supposed to be <laughs> you know or you're not supposed to think this way or do this way you know that type of reinforcement that's how i feel so when some people are because they don't they keep forgetting the marvel cinematic universe is not by any stretch Earth 616 in the comics. It's loosely based. They take some things from it, but not all of it. And in essence, it is a there is a similarity. You know, there's some similarities, but there also there there a lot of contrast as well. In this case, remember, if that's the case then Thor himself would have turned to his own type of, you know, uh his original character, uh which I forgot what the name it, it was, but he actually he, he does not he's Thor all the time every time so in this case we don't know how they're going to do this we don't know what's going to happen we just know that she's going to be on air, and apparently she will become the new Thor the other thing is that Chuck um, about Mjolnir the hammer he took he sent it back I don't think he really did in a sense but it's not to say he can't get it again or he can't get it remade I mean come on there are ways to write around it writers that's what writers are for that's their superpower they can write whatever the hell they want and they have to make logic of it you know so i i am just looking forward to seeing what happens i'm not going to prejudge anything and i think that's one of the problems that we do as a culture as a community as a country we prejudge way too often and then when everything comes in everything is upbeat what it is and at this point why are we doubting marvel why are we still doubting marvel what why are people so cynical whenever they see something it, it. I mean, you, it's not there. It's not a problem with them. It may be a problem with you. You got to think. It's real. It, it just amazes me. It's like every single time something new comes out. Oh, and then <laughs> and then when it comes out, it's like, yo, that was awesome. Yeah, but you doubted the hell out of this. And what what is what is going on in your world that has allowed you to be so cynical, so skeptical? You know, I granted we you know we got things going on in the country, and things happen. I things that happen to me, but I'm still as optimistic as I could be, and I have every reason to be. For the last eleven years, we've been entertained with some of the best movies a comic book fan could ever love. And if you're a millennial, you don't understand that many of us lived long enough to suffer through bad versions of these comics before we got to blade and blade again changed the way everything was in comic book movies so i am i'm looking forward to that as well with a with the movie the movie actually that everybody knew was coming out was wondering when it was coming out but now we did have a we now we know it's coming out black widow Starling, starring Scarlett Johansson, uh, Hellboy's David Harbour, he gets another opportunity at a real comic book movie this time. <laughs> you guys remember, Hell, he played Hellboy, the lead character, and not, to, not his fault, he did a great Hellboy. The movie just, it just went somewhere. So, he apparently will be playing Black, uh, I'm sorry, not Black, uh, Red Guardian, which is like the Russian Captain America, uh, Florence Pug, Ot Fabri- uh, Fabernet, Rachel Wise are all going to be played. Apparently, there will be other. Uh, this will there will be other Black Widows in the movie as well. If you guys remember, uh, I think it was Age of Ultron and also in Peggy Carter, they kind of went into the whole entire Black Widow, you know, project, which was done by you know these women being trained to be assassins in the Red Room, and. They're gonna follow up with this right now, and Black Widow, uh, you know Scarlett Johansson will be in this movie and alive because this movie will take place between Civil War and Infinity War, so she will still be alive. This is a flashback episode, um, which will be interesting because does this mean we're gonna we may actually get a new Black Widow coming soon? That's gonna be very interesting too. So stay tuned for that. Um, that's i mean that's going to be very interesting it will officially be released on may 1st 2020 so next year it is coming out i i'm looking forward to it it's great to see that she's getting another chance she did die and it really sucked but now she's getting rewarded with her own movie well deserved too because this has been a long time coming for her and you know just to see another um, female superhero in there is going to be awesome so it'll be great to see how they use her utilize her in this and, and this whole entire thing. So we'll see. Oh, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. They also announced that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is coming. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Elizabeth Olsen, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch. Oh, that's a new one. So we knew Doctor Strange was coming out with another movie. But this is going to be a, a Marvel team-up with Scarlet Witch. And, that mean, and they're talking about multiverse. You got a man who can, you know, pretty much he's pretty much the master of you know multi-dimensional and sorcery you know and then you have scarlet witch who can manipulate reality in her own fashion she may say no more mutants or bring on mutants who knows but this is going to be very interesting scott uh derrickson will once again reprise the role as director for this uh movie and well deserved because he got that done very quickly and for that short amount of time he was award- he was nominated for an Oscar for special uh, for visual effects. So, you know, the movie did uh, actually. So, I absolutely am happy about this and also that they have a release date. They saying it's coming out May 7, 2021. So, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that, and that may open up the flood between the two of Doctor Doctor Strange and Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch character. That's going to open the floodgates for all possibilities to happen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One of our um one of our members of the ACMG Facebook group uh, actually said that this may be the connection to Spider Verse. I'm like. A part of me is like, all right, I, who's, who's to, uh, to say that it won't happen? The other part of me is saying, just let it go. <laughs> There's going to be no connection to Sony. There's just not. It, it's just not. They, they're not willing or wanting to. The only reason why they even connected with us in the first place or with the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the first place is because of contractual uh, agreements based on a scandal. That's it. <laughs> they wanted to if they didn't if that scandal did not happen i don't think we ever would have seen homecoming or far from home or civil war or any of those things involving spider-man that is the absolute truth the only reason why we got that that relationship is because of the scandal and it was you know it was literally damage control so i you know in my heart of hearts i would hope that they would want to keep on making money or allowing marvel to make money for them but they're they got their own agenda man and it's to me it's not good so we'll see um they also talked about shows that will be on disney plus we all know about this but they finally released and revealed the logo for the falcon and the winter soldier starring anthony mackie and sebastian uh, stan and the return of daniel broly as baron zemo we knew he was coming back in some form of fashion and now he's coming back here i would love to see him back with a full uniform costume from the actual uh from the actual comics like the full purple sock mask or whatever the hell that is he's wearing but i don't i doubt it they sometimes don't go that route but i would love to see them go that route on this one so or some form of fashion like come on give us give us what we want on that one but this will be streaming exclusively on disney plus in the fall of 2020 so stay tuned for that i'm actually looking for it and now i am really getting excited for a disney plus but i may have to drop one of my other streaming pay um you know subscriptions to you know replace this one could be wwe for god's sake if they keep that route up but nonetheless (laughs) they also announced the uh shang chi and the legend of the 10 rings we knew this was coming a asian superhero coming into the marvel cinematic universe and this is it but what we didn't know was that it was going to be focused on the 10 rings and if all you comic book fans know and iron man one and two fans know that we've been or three for that matter we've been waiting for the real mandarin and we're getting the real mandarin finally from this movie i don't know if this movie will be based on the past or whatever like that i don't know what, what the premise and the timeline of this is going to be but this is going to be based on a real mandarin and they're saying the legend of the ten rings so i'm wondering if this is based on the past and you know this character who possibly you know faced the original mandarin at the time before it became like a a uh, militant army if you will but this will star uh, Simu Loy, uh Aquafina. I feel like I know who that is, and Tony Lang, directed by Destin Uh, uh It will be in theaters on February twelfth, two thousand twenty-one. So we'll see some trailers, hopefully down the line from there as well. But the fact that we're getting the role the Mandarin this time, I am all for it. We've been waiting for it. They said there was he was coming. He is coming, and I couldn't be more happy about that. It really is going to answer a lot of questions for the Iron Man fans out there, especially. And another another movie that we uh, also knew that was coming out that has been talked about is The Eternals, and they finally revealed it with the logo and the cast, starring Angelina Jolie, who is officially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Richard Madden, uh, Kamal Nanjani, Lauren uh, Ridloff, Brian Terry Henry, the goddess herself, Selma Hayek, one of my all-time favorites. This woman is flawless to me. I just want to let you guys know she can do no wrong. I there's I just I can't say anybody who can run a poll and sing Candy Girl on Dogma is my <laughs> it's one of my all-time favorites. She, that was just icing on it. That was just a cherry on top with that one right there. But I've always been a fan of Selma Hayek. She's such a graceful, you know, uh, female uh, a woman. I you know just stunning just beautiful I just I absolutely love her. Uh Leah uh, McHoy Don Lee and directed by Chloe Zoe. Uh, so a lot of people aren't familiar with the Eternals and these again this is like an old based on an old comic book and recent comic book. You know not the most popular brand but usually when you come out with this type of brand it's going to be interesting to see how people are going to follow up with it they did really well doing guardians of the galaxy in theaters i wish they kind of would have did the same with the inhumans but that was kind of a flop situation um I, i'm pretty sure they learned a lesson from that situation and they'll make it up for it you know because there was there was some good a lot more bad uh, with uh, inhumans probably one of the biggest fails and rare fails that they had in the in the marvel cinematic universe connection to everything the internals is set to come out november 6 2020 i like that they have release dates for all of these it's awesome there and it's evident that these are going to come out uh continuing off with the disney plus series they got hawkeye which is coming out starring jeremy renner and introducing kate bishop that will be streaming in fall 2021 low-key starring tom hiddleston very much looking forward to how that's coming out um uh, that will be coming out streaming in 2021 a spring wandavision starring elizabeth olsen paul bitney returning his vision and toya let me speak about see if i'm pronouncing this right tayo Te-oh, tayona paris coming exclusively on uh, Disney Plus at spring of 2021 as well. So all of these films are coming out in 2021, including the first animated series for Disney Plus, and that is for Marvel and Disney Plus. That is Marvel Studios' What If, starring Jeffrey Wright as the voice of The Watcher. This is going to be awesome. Uh, again, for, if, for those who don't know what What If is, What If is a comic series that, it was kind of, think of it as like the Twilight Zone for the for the marvel cinematic universe the watcher was kind of the he was he's a cosmic being that watches everything and records everything but in this series and you guys seen the watcher on uh the watchers on what was that um guardians of the galaxy volume 2 It was stan lee the stan lee cameo was him with the watchers those are the watchers so the watchers the, the watcher and this one in particular i believe is Watch 2 i don't quote me on it uh, on the actual name of the watcher in there but he actually chronicles a what if he plays the part of like alfred hitchcock if you will and talks about what if certain events happened differently like what if uh, per se what's a good acknowledgement for this because we already saw what happened in infinity wars you know infinity wars like thanos won in infinity wars but what if he didn't win and what if spider-man took the actual gauntlet off and he had the power that's the kind of scenarios that they conjure up on there would he be able to handle that much power and that much responsibility that's the kind of example of what they do on the marvel what if series it's always been a beloved series there's some really good memorable comic books i highly recommend that people go out of their way to check those out, I don't even know if they still bring those out, I don't think they publish them anymore, but it'd be really cool if they did, or if they do, that's awesome, so I don't, I don't know, but we'll see, um, that's all the great news that came out of there, there's a lot of news to talk about, and again, at the end, Kevin Feige still said, you know, we're not even yet to talk about Fantastic Four, so that's a definite, the X-Men is a definite, um, I forgot the other ones that he was mentioning, man, but it was very exciting, and i I can't really stress enough how really awesome it is to have marvel studios back and to find out that we are just beginning with that now notice that there were also no mention of new avengers movies coming out because they decided to start a focus on what's going on in the end and then again they really don't have to tell us everything yet because every it's not to say that an avengers movie won't be in the plans maybe during the fifth phase or whatever like that but it's it's possible it's very possible that we'll see another one maybe uh, a new avengers team could come out as well during the time i mean anything can happen in this case so uh we'll see what happens from there but i am looking forward to this new phase a, it's a very exciting time marvel fans are very happy people are happy all over so dc and cw also had their panel too at ballroom 20 which is like literally the second biggest hall. In the entire—sorry, I'm actually just wiping uh, sweat off me. But um, it literally is the second hall in, hall, uh, in uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Hall H is the big one. And that's the one that you got to camp out, wait, like, till 12 o'clock at night and wait for a long time to get your, you know, uh, Marvel bracelet to get in there. And then you wait in line to go in there later on. It's it's hardcore. Like I said, if I go back for a third time, that is going to be my mission. I'm going to go on to, uh Hall H— and uh you know wait it out to get get it there because it's awesome and people got a chance to go in there now. but it'll be awesome to go in there and once they announce you know, like x-men and who's going to be a part of that and um blade and who's going to be a part of that and all this stuff so it'll be really awesome to see all that coming up soon as well so um i love it but ballroom 20 is actually the other big hall that people get into for other really big con, uh, panels as well and dccw network held their panel Probably their last panel for all of the uh, Arrowverse shows, especially for Arrow because that's ending now in uh, in 2020 with that series, but there was a lot of news to come out of that as well. For instance, DCCW Arrowverse panel announced that Brandon Roth will be returning as the man is still, but after Roth appeared on stage at Ballroom 20 with a shirt that had the Superman logo on air, but not just any Superman logo. It was the Kingdom Come Superman t-shirt on air. Now I know very little about that comic series, uh, but it is a very beloved series. So we're gonna get to see him. And he was an older Superman too, so we're gonna see him with some like side gray as well in this. And I am looking forward to this. This is pretty damn awesome. Uh to me and a lot of people The Arrowverse, the the what i call the dcw universe does no wrong absolutely any wrong Um, they've just only gotten better greg berlanti productions have done outdone themselves with this series crisis on infinite earth is coming he's going to be playing that character in that role it's i'm looking forward to it it looks like it's going to be epic we're going to see the last of stephen amell unfortunately and you know he's done eight seasons if not for his he did for the he did what he did for the cw what he did for comic book primetime movies is the same thing that wesley snipes did for blade in my opinion i don't think that gets talked about enough because the success of his show spawned all of these other shows and he's even said it himself i mean it's true it's absolutely true and he can he can boast that if you want he's that it's true there will be no flash there will be no legend of tomorrow there will be no black lightning all of that because of the success of arrow and it started off because they did all of the things that smallville did wrong <laughs> and they brought it to light so you know kudos to him for that for all the years of doing that and the fact that he's also a wrestling fan too and a part of the elite so that i could give right there um they also showed the concept art for the anti-monitor uh which we've seen uh previously on you know um the last crisis on earth infinite x and other uh oh no i'm sorry not infinite x actually actually i think we did see him there but we also seen him at elseworld which was the last crossover that they did as well so um you got to see him on there i gotta go watch it again that was really good like all the crossovers were so good uh young you know so we got a chance to see him there and uh we also got to see a trailer for the a little teaser for the arrow Uh, eighth season and they just reflected back on everything that happened throughout the last seven seasons and then they also had the anti-monitor you know voicing narrating what you know his inevitable his inevitable situation which is he's going to die pretty much soon so we will see how that goes along from there um they also talked about young justice uh, who will also be getting a fourth season we all knew that this show is extremely successful it's such a great series i and honestly at this point they may have taken the throne and this has been this is really saying a lot because a lot of people forever have been saying that justice league unlimited was the greatest comic series of all time greatest greatest animated series of all time even being an x-men the animated series Young Justice may be taking the helm now. Young Justice is absolutely fantastic here and I love what they've done with the series. The dialogue, the storytelling, the character development, the animation has been fantastic. I love what they're doing with this, so uh, they deservedly so. And it's been a long time coming, and it was worth the wait. You know, one of the biggest and great reasons to own the DC Universe app for those who are fans of that—guaranteed, you're getting your money's worth from there. Uh, also, Doom Patrol season two has been announced with the release of DC Universe and HBO Max. That's interesting. They're going to be in two different streaming, uh, you know, uh, networks. That's never been done before. Slightly. <laughs> Not like a new series, at least, that is going to be released. You know, that's 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 a rare thing. I wonder what went into that. But if you haven't seen the first season, it's a really, really good season. It's weird as hell. But the performances done by everybody in there, Brandon Fraser especially, uh, are really well done. I love what they done with this show. Uh, Timothy Dalton, too, playing as... Um, you know the the professor, and there it's just such a great uh, cast in there. Just absolutely love it. They also announced that people forgot about this show, but because it just came and gone, it felt like it. Titans season two will be coming out, and the announcement that Deathstroke will be making an appearance in season two. I actually did like the first season. It started off a little bit slow, but picked up near the end, and. Yeah, this is. I think they're gonna pick it up. I think it's gonna be picked up majorly. Again, that's another Greg Belante series that he's worked on. And if you seen what he did before with Deathstroke, there, you can only imagine what he's gonna do here. I'm looking forward to seeing this version of Deathstroke and seeing how this ties in with the Titans there. So this absolutely is gonna be a separate, is separate from the CW's universe, guaranteed, because they already had Deathstroke on there and Slade on there. So, unless it's Slade's son from the actual, from the uh, CW universe, then that's one thing. But if it's, like, actual Slade, then, yeah, this is gonna just really tell you that this is based on another universe from here. So, you had that Supergirl. The new season of Supergirl's coming, and not only that, she has a very brand new suit. This suit, if you see it, and if you're a, a DC fan especially or a jim lee fan then you know that this suit is heavily inspired by jim lee's new 52 superman costume this one no longer has the skirt she now has a oh pretty much a full bodysuit and actually it looks really good it looks so good it doesn't look exactly like skin type form fitting but it looks really well done they got the line work kind of like jim lee has it too and there's no like red you know, underwear and the bottom is just all blue. So they have that going on there. And I absolutely love what they did with her. Um, you know, there was a, there's a picture out there that they came, that had her not looking as appealing with the suit on. And it, her, it was the quality of the picture actually um, that we saw out there. But later they showed more pictures out and now they even have a more professional picture of her, you know, that's all Photoshop and everything that makes her look really well. Um, yeah. Um, it, it it really looks very more much more appealing in this one too. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with that because Crisis on Infinite Earth is going to be a big deal for that show as well. And in the effects there, not only that, we also get news that Jeremy Jordan is returning uh, and reprising his role as Win. So I guess he's going to be uh, coming back from the Legion of Superheroes to join the cast again. Meanwhile mccod Brooks who played James Olsen is leaving the show in season 5. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Is he going to die or whatever? We're going to see how his uh, farewell is going to uh, leave. He's been on the show since day 1. So, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes and how he uh says farewell to the to the deal. Uh the last bit of news for that panel was Burt Ward. Yes, the original Robin will be included in Crisis on Infinite Earth. There was no information as to what he will be playing in that role, but we will see from that point. That's pretty awesome to have him on air. Might as well get him on air. You know, unfortunately, Adam West, which I'm sure they probably would have gotten to, uh, you know, is no longer with us. Burt Ward is just as legendary, respectfully. So it's great to have him on air as well and, you know, pay homage to him so other news and trailers from this great event also included the release trailer for what for the watchers uh, which is coming out on hbo now we got to talk about this trailer this trailer was awesome starts off with a robbery at a local pharmacy uh, that leads to a i forgot this guy this character's name but he looks like a kkk dressed superhero with a noose around his neck but the color of this outfit is brown not white so it's not really a kkk but it's kind of rubbing off from that and him talking uh taking a robber out so he then uh he's then caught on camera and for the news with another mysterious figure with a mask a metallic mask on watches while he eats we then uh hear the voice of oscar winner uh regina king and one of my favorite all-time actresses and also the voice of Huey and Riley from the Boondocks, which we are set to be seeing very soon on the Cartoon Network. Uh, We see her in a more modern society that celebrates superheroes and Dr. Manhattan, believe it or not, which is going to be interesting because if you guys remember from the actual, if you guys remember from the actual movie, he kind of was used to be the villain to scare people, you know, into peace so this is years later it'll be interesting to see what comes of that situation and how people are treating them now um uh, she continues to talk to a kid who i'm not sure who this kid is but she talks about she talks to the kid about the realities of life uh, that they're living uh the trailer then goes to a scene where the gang of vigilantes dressed in war masks mask declare war on the city we are also we also see copy um you know, you also see cops wearing yellow masks during the announcement. The mayor, played by Don Johnson, the legendary at this point, Don Johnson. I was just talking about this with some uh, friends of mine about how he really is, he comes out of nowhere and does some of the best roles that he could ever do and really shines a light on a movie like anything he does with quentin tarantino any like whenever he comes out like this man has been around for a long time and he doesn't really make his you know he really doesn't make his appearance noticed until he actually makes appearance and then when he does you know without a shadow of a doubt like yo that's that's don johnson dude (laughs) and whatever role he plays he does phenomenal in man it's just it's really weird how he's been able to stay this relevant for this long and not do as many films as you know or, or TV shows as if you would ever see. You know, it's it's incredible. He's an incredible actor, uh, but he's as he's playing the mayor in this in this uh, series, and he's talking about how everyone thought that the heroes were gone. No, in fact, they were hibernating. We then go to a clip where the man uh, with the metallic mask and Regina King are prepping to go into battle. They're gearing up. Regina King is wearing this really awesome looking uh, hooded outfit and kind of playing, looks like a half like a druid and the other half like a ninja, sort of, kind of. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what her name is and what the role she's playing in this. We then see the Legion. Uh, we we also see Legion and Designing Woman actress, Jean Smart, now playing on this series as a FBI agent. Um, and she goes to Regina King and approaches her and asks her, uh, do you know the difference between a masked cop and a masked vigilante. She said, uh, Regina King said, no. She said, me neither. And she's going to play a really interesting part in this show. Not only that, speaking of interesting parts, we then have Louis Gossip Jr., the legendary Louis Gossip Jr., returning on camera, talking to Regina King. And I think he's going to be a big part of her doing what she's doing. And it's gonna be interesting, I, dude. Lewis Gossip Junior, man. If you don't know about Lewis Gossip Junior, he goes way back. You talk about Don Johnson goes way back. Lewis Gossip Junior, boy, I tell you, he, he's 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 one of the legends out there. Then we see a clip showing all sorts of havoc going on, and at the end, we see a man walking in the trashy streets, picks up a blue mask with his blue hand, indicating that that is in fact dr manhattan returning to earth so this is a very interesting series coming up it looks like all hell is going to break loose we asked our acmg facebook group on whether they will watch this or not and without a doubt 100 percent of our votes there is not one vote that said that they would not watch the series i am looking forward to this and so is everybody else i'm looking forward to that uh another movie that a lot of people are looking forward to aside from other than me, is Top Gun Maverick. They showed the trailer. Tom Cruise was in San Diego Comic-Con to talk about this. uh, Much anticipated sequel. (laughs) People have been looking for this sequel for like decades. It's amazing. So they're coming out with this. The trailer shows Tom Cruise uh, character Maverick uh, with his superior as they talk about why he has not yet decided to take on a new rank he's been captain for so long he could be admiral by now but he's decided not to apparently he's still traumatized by the events of the first movie and the rest of it is pretty much pretty much the same as what you expected for the first movie so it's like all right it's awesome they're coming out with this movie and mama, and this is coming from me this is just strictly for me there are a lot of fans who are excited about it i'm a big skeptic about it i'm like wouldn't all right i i wasn't really and it, of course this is because i wasn't i i watched the first movie many a times but i wasn't like at all with it it was a cool movie But it was just like them, I I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but I haven't found a reason why I wanted to watch the second movie yet, because it's going to have all of the same things that people want. Football, with naked guys, naked guys playing football, like, you know, him flying around, him having fun at the bar where, by the way, if you're, if you did go to San Diego Comic-Con, that bar where they, they, the bar scene where they film is right up the street from the, uh, convention center uh i've eaten there before like i think i've eaten there twice me and my wife have eaten there twice the, both times that we were at actually no, we eaten there once because the second time it was so crowded that we it just took so long so we decided not to go there we went somewhere else but we did go there we did do it the first time and ate there. it was pretty good but it's the actual place where they film the great bar scene at the original uh at the first top gun and i think they may have actually went back there again i'm not sure but that place has made a lot of money just being just because of that significance of that place period so that was the thing right there so it's coming out soon i don't think they really said when it was coming out but it's coming i i got a feeling it's going to be 2020 so we will see for that it's going to be very interesting i'm pretty sure that movie's going to make a ton of cash regardless of whether i go or not so my hero academia season four also um trailer hits and we knew that that was coming october 2019 later this uh later this year uh they're focusing on who will take over the retired all might's realm of being the big greatest superhero of all time but we know that that's going to be um you know deku you know, so, I mean, it's just going to lead more to that. New villains are going to be coming as well. Uh, somewhat of a new threat coming to this season, as well as new heroes coming as well. So, looking forward to that. Funimation now, we'll be having it. Yeah, you could go to that streaming network, $5.99 a month. It's really worth, if you're an anime fan, $5.99 a month. You can't beat that. That's really good. For for the amount of, for the huge amount of subtitle and English uh, dub anime that they have in there, five ninety nine is a phenomenal price, so you can't go wrong with that. We also have the last thing that we got to cover for this year is, in fact, Jay and Silent Bob's trailer. Now, take note: the thing that the thing that I took away from this was who was the one behind the making of this film. This is produced by and created by this is under Saban Films. For those of you who know this or don't don't know this, Saban Films is Saban Films, the same Saban that came out with the Power Rangers series, the kiddish Power Rangers series. So this the fact that they're coming out with this, they're coming out with a Jay and Silent Bob movie that is saying a lot cuz these guys make nothing but for years all they made were like Super Sentai dubs of all of the Japan shows like Power Rangers or Battleborgs and all that stuff. But they were always kind of known as the kitty, you know, family-friendly type one. Now they're coming out with Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Wow. They they're turning on a whole new uh <laughs> you know 180 right there. So I am so excited about this, man, because this is like this is the new this is gonna be this generation's Cheech and Chong, without a doubt. This starts with a SWAT team headed to uh, headed by Darnell Rollins of all people, if you guys know from the Chappelle show. But also, he's worked with uh, Kevin Smith on a project show. I forgot what it was called. Uh, it was, actually it was really good. They were trying to crowdfund the show. I don't think they managed to get it done, but. I liked it. I like what they were doing with it, man, but I'm glad he didn't give up on Darnell Rollins. Darnell Rollins is a phenomenal and funny funny comedian uh he's one of the, he was one of the focal points of the chappelle show man he he stood out a lot of those guys stood out, but darnell he was just he some of the stuff he came out with I think it was it was not written he just said out of his mouth. it was hilarious so Darnell Rollins is forcing Jay and silent Bob to come out of the old video store that randall worked at which is now a chicken store and they come out and it's all smoked up it's like i don't know if they were smoking like a lot of weed in there and they just came out but it just came out smoked up jay and Salah bob come out with jay pulling down his pants with his penis tucked in uh his uh in between them like you if you watched the jay and Salah bob movie before you've seen him do that before uh matter of fact i think it was um it wasn't it Clerks 2 that he did that on if I'm correct what he was imitating I think um what was he imitating Oh my God uh, I forgot what, uh, I forgot what movie he was imitating I i it's in a tip of my tongue but he he did it again here and then uh, you know the the premise of this whole thing was just moving on the premise of this whole thing is that uh, sorry about that the cops was coming by and it was just like just distracted the hell out of me but jay and salabob is looking to stop the reboot of Bloodman and chronic and this is basically a play on a lot of different reboots that have come out so they're playing on that benefit and you know this is kevin smith he's a fan just like everybody else so uh he actually is coming out with you know the idea of doing a reboot and he him and jay are not liking the idea that they're doing a reboot of a you know of a comic book that they created and there also is a clip with Jason Lee on air, returning his role from Chasing Amy, I believe, and him talking about that again. And they did that on the last Jay and Bob movie as well. So I thought that was awesome. The movie has a ton of different action, actors and actresses on here. Joe Maganello, Craig Robinson, Jason Lee, as I mentioned, uh, his daughter, Haley Smith playing Jay's daughter by actress Shannon Elizabeth. If you guys remember during the last Jay and movie, you know, Jay, Jason Muse or Jay and Shannon Elizabeth had somewhat of a relationship. I guess they had sex and ended up with, uh, you know, his daughter, which also is named Millennium Falcon. That's what she named him. That's what she named the daughter. So that was pretty much awesome right there. I think that is funny. I actually do. I've seen... Uh, hailey uh kevin's daughter play in that awful awful movie on netflix now i have mentioned this before we actually reviewed that uh a while back when it first came out because i was excited about that movie and because it's kevin smith and he usually does the wrong but he went i don't know what amount of weed he was smoking when he came out with that movie because it started off the first half of that movie started off really really cool it looked like it was going to be another one of kevin smith's you know coming of age type of you know stories with involving his daughter and another character it went total 180 and this whole entire thing with these monster you know bratwurst and it just it just went crazy but it, t- it took nothing away from what I thought Haley's performance was. I thought Haley did a pretty good job. I thought she's very comfortable with doing being on camera and and, t- and doing these lines and everything. I thought she did really good. It was the it was the storytelling that went bad. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the actors or anything but and and, and, and the fact that Kevin Conroy was in it oh, poor Kevin Conroy. <laughs> so you had that situation as well happen uh but she's in here playing the daughter of those two matt damon ben affleck returns method and red man are in this um frankie shaw jason biggs uh rosario dawson makes a return jason vanderbeek is making a return brian O'Harlan, harlan uh, harlan uh who is dante from clerks so clerks is going to be making a cameo appearance um supergirls melissa Benoist, who we just mentioned will be on here as well she's playing I think Bluntman or Chronic or no she's playing Bluntman uh, Blunt because Bluntman this time is a female and also Chris Helmsworth and many more I mean this thing is just going to have a horde of different you know characters in here it's going to be amazing I think it's going to be a lot of fun I'm all for it funny thing is they're doing a tour right now they're absolutely doing a tour right now and they put it out on Facebook that they were doing here in Philly. Man, that thing sold out so quickly. Cause me and my wife were gonna go. I always wanted to see Kevin Smith. I missed out so many times to seeing Kevin Smith, and unfortunately, we're gonna miss out again because they sold out instantly. I mean, this house. I think this this place only holds about four hundred seats, three or four hundred seats almost, and they sold out. They sold out in in minutes. So unfortunately, we won't be able to see another live showing of Kevin Smith again. And I'm just gonna have to hopefully that we could see him next year or sometime within a year or something like that because the dude's awesome i've always loved his um, his on stage live showings he's always said some really fun for a guy who's not a comedian he sure is a freaking comedian like he does not he never missed himself to be a comedian but he's such a funny storyteller his stuff is hilarious his stories his true stories are freaking hilarious and his directing his writing are awesome like i i've probably said this many times but clerks helped me get through my life as far as, like, what is that? Like, uh, when I was working retail, after watching Clerks, that was the last retail job I worked because I felt like I could do better. And I kept saying to myself, I can do better. But I never moved. I never pushed. I never went on. Then I see Clerks and I watched the last, the last scene from Clerks with Randall and Dante fighting. And Randall kept saying, if you I forgot what he really said, but like, it was in a sense of, you know, if you don't want to be here, why are you still here? Why aren't you just moving on? Why aren't you doing what you got to do? And they furthered that episode. They furthered that situation with, what was it? With Clerks 2. And at that point, I was like, "Yo, I need to be out. Now, granted, some some things happened that led to me going out. I won't be into discussion, but at that time I was like I could definitely do better than this I'm worth more than this and it was proven I ended up starting working corporate which was like a step up from doing that and then eventually I'm officially out of corporate and now doing my own thing because again I can do better and I am so a lot of that if you want to go back to the roots Kevin Smith and his and clerks was the reason why all this happened so you know one of the, one of the big reasons that, if not so I'm looking forward to that San Diego Comic-Con this year for me met all expectations, uh, you know, everything that came out of it, all the things that I heard, shout out to Andre, you know, Andre Stokes, one of our previous um, guests, he finally got a chance to go to San Diego Comic-Con, and he got the, you know, he got the experience, man, it was awesome, he got the experience, it was well worth it, he said, he actually got into Hall H too, he waited that line, he waited out that line, he was there at 12 o'clock at night, waiting to get the Marvel badge and all the stuff, uh, kudos to him, because it, yeah, it was. It's hard to go there. If you if you go there, you can't go anywhere else. So that was all that. It was worth it. And I, I, again, I implore anybody if you have not gone to San Diego Comic Con, you going going to a regular con is one thing, but going to San Diego Comic Con is a whole another experience. Now I haven't been to New York Comic Con yet, and I heard really great things, but I also heard that from people who've never been to San Diego. So. I am going to make it my best to go to New York Comic Con this year and be able to compare and contrast the two because I've heard so many things about San Diego. I mean, about uh, New York, but I truly believe in my heart of hearts that San Diego Comic Con is the mecca of all things, ACMG, still. And, be, and a lot of it is because of the panels that they get. And they, ex- I mean, so one thing that's, that separates from the panels that they have the exclusives i think the exclusive more than the panels because you could have these type of panels anywhere except for the marvel studios panels of course but you could have these type of panels but the exclusives that they got in this and, and the, you can't get anywhere else until they people start selling them on ebay but and they sell them for high prices but if you really want some of the best if you're a collector of any kind they're the only ones that are doing the exclusives thing that and that really separates them from every other, you know, con out there right now. So I am I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully going to New York Comic Con, seeing what they had to offer. I've heard and seen great things, really great things from that uh, con. And uh, and plus I love going to New York. New York is just awesome. So whether they had the same type of experience that they do, cause like San Diego still has they got stuff going on inside and outside of the state. Of the convention center, which the convention center, by the way, is ginormous. And Man, it's just—it's—it's just an—it's it's just a, a experience. They closed the entire Center City down for this event. So, I, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing what New York has to offer. On that note, and uh, seeing what helped. But you know what else I'm looking forward to? This August, we're counting down the days for August 23rd to the 25th as Keystone Comic Con by Repop, the people who brought you New York Comic Con, is coming back to Philly for their second sophomore. Time in the city to give us the best celebration of all things anime, comics, movies, games. And not only that, as you know, Talk Time Live will be there representing all things ACMG in the form of one or one of two panels, one being the Overwatch panel. And we're still, I still haven't gotten any news yet because they're working heavily on different cons right now but that is should be announced pretty uh soon um as they're doing a as we're going to be doing a art of street fighter panel as well so talk time live will be holding two panels we'll be hosting two panels this is a huge honor and a huge deal and i hope to see all of you there in philly at the pennsylvania convention center and this we're just gonna have just gonna have a great time sunday uh august 25th will not only be my panels but it'll be a bunch of other panels going on that day as well so definitely go out of your way you know you got friday and saturday to go and have all the fun in the con but sunday is going to be panel day and I love the way the setup is with that. So we're going to be enjoying a whole bunch of panels out there. I'm looking forward to it. I got my notes ready. I'm looking forward to seeing Fred Tattashore, Charlotte Chung, and Jennifer Hale all there, the voices of Overwatch. So I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm already prepped. Trust me, I'm already prepped. I got my gear ready. I got giveaways for everybody who will be attending that so if you guys seen it on the Keystone Comic Con page as well as the ACMG Facebook page I got some giveaways some really cool design coasters for Talk Time Live with some of your favorite anime comics movies and game characters on there as giveaways as I'm coming along so get ready I will be there giving those away as well so a lot of fun you know San Diego Comic Con is over but the the fun of the summer is far from over. So stay tuned for that and much more. Folks, that will do it for this special edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Thank you guys so very much. Next week, it's, there's going to be a lot going on this week. I haven't got a chance to see Lion King because of the heat. It's just way too hot. And their schedules, for some reason, they didn't have an early bird special, so I never got a chance to see it. Honestly, I really do think that Lion King got a bad deal. Whoever came up with the release date for Lion King, screwed Lion King over because it's during the week of San Diego Comic-Con. There's not going to be any focus on it. I really, I'm I'm not digging what they did with that, but that's a whole nother story. But eventually, I will try to see it soon. But what I am looking forward to is Once Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The reason why I am going to be reviewing that next week, along with another movie, is because one of our previous and former guest of talktime live is playing a huge significant role in this movie that is mike mo if you guys remember if you guys or if you go to talktime forward slash exclusive you will see that i've interviewed mike mo during the time when street fighter assassin's fist came out because if you guys remember he played the role of ryu so if you want to check out that interview you can go there to check it out i may actually repost it again when next week when it comes out and so to allow people to hear that interview it was a really good interview. He's a very nice guy. Unfortunately, I know because his stock keeps rising, it's going to be harder for me to ever get a chance to talk with him again. Hopefully, maybe I could get a chance to, you know, interview him again in the near future. But I was very happy and honored that he was he would give me the time to you know talk with him, you know, while he was on a set. He was at the time he was playing on Empire. And he was playing uh, Ryu on Assassin's Fist. And we talked about him being a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which later on he became Trident on Inhumans later on from there. So it, it was really cool to have him on. So if you want to get a chance to check him out, go out of your way to check it out there. And next week he's going to be playing Bruce Lee on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I'm really interested. I'm pretty sure. I don't know how big of a part that's going to be, but it's very significant because everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. This could be like one of those roles like The Rock did uh, when he played like the uh, Scorpion King and it, he just skyrocketed from there. This could be a big role for him that can possibly take him to far else other places. And if you've seen him in full Bruce Lee gear he really carries it. He's a phenomenal martial artist himself. Like he's legit. He's every bit as legit in this. I mean, if you've seen him on Assassin's Fist, but if you also follow him on Instagram, and Facebook, he, he, you know, he has his dojo. His, he has his uh, Mike Mo dojo. Um, oh, Mo Martial Arts, if you will. And we talk about that on the interview as well. Excuse me. So um, we talk about that as well. So you could, you know, get all that. Go to TalkTomLive.com forward slash exclusive. And you'll hear from there as well. But there's another movie that I will be talking about as well. And that is Batman Hush. Got a chance to check that out. Uh, it is out and uh, it's very interesting. So we'll talk about that as well. Um, they, there's a lot to talk about about that movie uh, when it when uh, as it comes out when I review it next week. So we'll be talking about that as well. So stay tuned for that this week on Select Start. I told you I was going to do it and it's happening. I've played, completed, and enjoyed Marvel ultimate alliance 3 where we'll talk about the goods the bads of this game and overall what i talk about this game but not only that there's uh, a classic game that i have also had the chance to play too which we'll talk about that next one uh this week on talk on select start as well because it's going to be very interesting to talk about this classic game because there's a sequel coming out for it or a remake coming out for it this week and uh we got that plus other news going on in the world of gaming as well so stay tuned we'll be back this week in full and so much more to talk about by the way kill a kill is out this week on friday i'm ready for it and i'll be reviewing that the week after so we got enough stuff to talk about down the line so folks thank you so very much again follow us on talktownlive.com you could also check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and possibly soon Spotify. I'm going to be working on that soon. Probably after the uh, all of the uh, festivities of Keystone Comic Con and everything, I'll work on getting on there as well. Because I had people ask me about that. And now I've, it looks like it's going to be easier for me to get in there as well. So i uh, looking very much forward to getting a chance for everybody to listen to this show. Especially after the fact of going into um the panels too this is going to be really interesting should be a great experience for myself uh for the brand itself and everything i'm looking very much forward to it and again thank you read pop for this opportunity it's awesome so that'll do it folks on behalf of myself this is Dax Xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here take care and i'll talk to you guys this week on select start